0: Good morning. Today is Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. One of the great privileges of my job is that I get many questions and it is an honor and a privilege to answer questions and a lot of the questions that I get are about observing Shabbos, which makes sense. And I will often be asked if a certain activity is permitted on Shabbos or prohibited on Shabbos. And there's a large number of questions that I get. And there's great variety to those questions where the answer is that it may not violate any specific Shabbos prohibition but it's not in the spirit of Shabbos and there are lots of examples of questions with that kind of answer Um, people ask questions about certain kinds of exercise on Shabbos for a medical purpose would be permitted but outside of that just regular exercise people ask questions about engaging in sports it might be team sports it might be individual sports where the technical rules of Shabbos are being observed. A person is not driving, a person is not carrying, but um, is it permitted? Um, I get a lot of questions about um, uh, would it be okay to um, leave the television on over Shabbos? So I'm not touching it on Shabbos. I'm just, before Shabbos, I'm just leaving it there and I'm not doing anything, but I'm watching it on Shabbos. Um, I get questions about uh, going to a certain event. Uh, people have uh, made arrangements, let's say, to attend a concert. And uh, they paid for it on Shabbos. They don't have to carry the ticket. It's uh, There are no technical violations. But can they attend this event on Shabbos? And lots of other examples where... Uh, the answer is that although there are 39 categories of prohibited activity on Shabbos this does not fall clearly into any one of them except it's not in the spirit of Shabbos and the sense that I get when I give that answer is that sometimes the listener or the asker is not really satisfied meaning It's as if I'm saying, it's not really prohibited, but just don't do it because I say don't do it. And um, to the extent that that is the reaction, when people hear an answer like that, there is a crucial answer, explanation, at the beginning of this week's portion. So this week's Parsha is the double Parsha, Vayakel Pekudeh, with which the book of Shemos, the second book of the Torah, comes to an end. Also, by the way, this Shabbos is the fourth of the four special portions, the Parsha's Achodesh. But the beginning of the Parsha starts as follows. Vayakel Moshe es Adas B'nei Yisrael, Moshe gathered together the entire Jewish people, by Aleyhem, and he said to them, hadvarim asem, asem This is what God has commanded us to do to perform, to build the Mishkan. Remember, we've been talking about this for the last three weeks. This is the grand project of building the Mishkan, the sanctuary, that would later become the of HaMikdash, the holy temple in Jerusalem. And we learned already about what it is, what is in it, the dimensions, the materials, all the details. so after we've learned what it is, finally, in our parsha, God says, "Okay, do it now's the time to build it. You have the plans, you have the details, do it lahad Vahem las sosa sum God commands, "Go ahead, start, do it." But the second pasik, the next line after that first pasik is not about the Mishkan, it's about Shabbos. The second Pasuk is, Six days you should do work. And on the seventh day, It should be for you a day of rest to Hashem. Which is kind of strange because we already know about the laws of Shabbos. We learned about the laws of Shabbos in the parsha of Yisro a couple of weeks ago. We learned about the laws of Shabbos the week before that in the parsha Beshalach. We know about the laws of Shabbos, so why is a pasuk commanding the laws of Shabbos here? at the very beginning of instructing us in building the Mishkan. Clearly, the point here is not about some lesson about Shabbos because we already know about the laws of Shabbos, but clearly somehow it is about the Mishkan. It's about part of our instructions for building the Mishkan because that's the context in which it appears God says build the Mishkan and then the first line the first detail you have to know about building the Mishkan is observe Shabbos so Rashi gives a famous answer and that is you might think once God has commanded us to build the Mishkan that we should build the Mishkan 24-7 don't take a break for Shabbos The Mishkan is very important. And therefore, maybe the Mishkan takes precedence over the laws of Shabbos. It is true, by the way, that some of the activities that will happen in the Mishkan, like some of the sacrifices and like some of the other rituals, will take precedence over the laws of Shabbos. That will be commanded later. Maybe you may think the building of the structure likewise takes precedence. Therefore, says Rashi, the Torah says the first detail God says that I want you to know about building the Mishkan is it's a a six-day-a-week project. Do not work on the Mishkan on Shabbos. Okay, it's a good answer. It's certainly true. Classic answer. But allow me to suggest a deeper answer. And that is The purpose of the rules of Shabbos, the limitations on activity on Shabbos, is not simply to rest, to sleep. We often translate, I translated, Shabbos Shabbason LaShem, a day of rest to God. The term, the English word rest, is really not a precise, or let me say this, it's not a complete translation of what Shabbos means. The purpose of Shabbos is to rest or desist from some commitments, some activity, to be freed from some obligations in order to redirect our attention to experience God more closely to be more intimately connected to God than is possible while we are doing all of the work that we do during Shabbos. Which is in fact the same goal as the Mishkan to achieve closeness with God the purpose of the mishkan of the sanctuary and later the base of migdash is not the building it's not the utensils it's not creating everything to the exact measurement and with the correct material that is indicated those are tools those are intermediaries those are steps by which to reach the goal the goal of the mishkan is expressed at the very end of the Parsha, where the Torah says, when it is completed, according to all of its rules and details, the Torah says, Ukvod Hashem Malay the glory of God filled the Mishkan. There was a place where human beings could sense, could experience God on a level of intimacy and closeness that was not possible without the Mishkan. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel points out that the Mishkan in space is equivalent to Shabbos in time. They both represent achieving the same goals but in different dimensions of reality. In other words, if we actually had Shabbos the way it was supposed to be, we would not need the Mishkan. And when we no longer have the Mishkan or the Beis Hamikdash, we still have Shabbos which achieves the same goal. And therefore, anything that is acting in the spirit of Shabbos in a way that is conducive to holiness, in a way that contributes to bringing us closer to God, that is not less important than any one of the actions or prohibitions of the technical 39 categories that is actually the goal of all of them to lead to a day of intimacy with God the thing is this category is harder to teach because it is less specific less concrete and it relates more to attitude and atmosphere. The Rav, Rav Salvechik, famously talked about how he was perfectly capable of teaching to his students in America, wonderful, intelligent, curious students, all of the details of the laws of Shabbos. He could expound and explain and conceptualize and detail all of the requirements. But it was much more difficult for him to convey the spirit of Shabbos, the atmosphere of Shabbos, to convey how we are to feel, what it should smell like in our homes, what it should sound like in our homes that emotion that we have as we pray as we observe Shabbos that emotion is much more difficult to teach and that is particularly important for our children and our grandchildren because if the atmosphere is missing if the feeling the emotion is missing, how can we possibly expect Shabbos to remain vital and meaningful in their lives as we grow? And this is so much more true, especially now, when we are missing so much of the structure of Shabbos that we're used to without Shul, without a minion, without hearing the Torah reading in person for so many of us, without being together with the community. It is much harder to experience the feeling of Shabbos when we are on our own at home. And so that needs to be the effort That needs to be the focus of our attention, especially now. How to create not just the technical observance, but the feeling of what is appropriate. How should we look and act and feel on Shabbos? So the answer to the question, that so many people ask in many different ways. The answer to the question is, does that activity lead you closer to God? Does it lead you to feeling more intimacy with God? And if the answer is yes, then it's great. But if the answer is no, even if it doesn't fit into any one of the technical categories of prohibited Shabbos activities, the answer is no because that's what Shabbos is about. Feeling closer to God, coming closer to God. And that's the reason that observing Shabbos is the first step to building the Mishkan the first verse in its construction, because it, along with the Mishkan, has the same goal of bringing us to a sense of emotional intimacy and closeness with God. That's something we need to work on every Shabbos, but especially now, let's make that the focus of our Shabbos observance. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.